This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. p.m. Eastern. Just when I thought I had it all figured out. Damn. Someone taught me a lesson earlier this week. Patriots fans getting in about Tom just crying. I'm serious. I love him. I love him. And I want the dynasty. There are certain dynasties that you want to keep around because you love to hate them. They're always interesting. The Patriots are one of them. I hope Josh Rosen goes to the Patriots. I hope this guy finds his place in the NFL I'm about to have right now. He's got workout schedule with the Jets, Vikings, and Jaguars. Got the rug pulled out from under him. One of the AAF quarterbacks, now former AAF quarterback, formerly of the Memphis Express. Find this man on Twitter, at B underscore Silvers1, a four-year, I believe, starter at Troy. I yeah, That is true, yes. He's a four-year starter at Troy. Brandon, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know you don't even have a Wikipedia page? Really? How the hell do you not have a Wikipedia page? I'm sure you don't Google yourself. But when I was told that we had you, I was like, oh, okay, let me make sure we have all our affairs in order and get all our ducks in a row and things like that. And so I Google your name, and I'm going, the poor guy doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Hell, he's a four-year starter at Troy, and he's a hell of a quarterback in college. And then you find yourself in the AAF. Uh, Brandon, let me ask you, what's this last week been like? It's been It's been wild been a wild week um so we heard some reports last week that it could happen we just thought it was all talk um so you know it's been great football played all year so um it's just you know we went in and had off day monday came in tuesday met for the opening week um about to go to practice and they said come back we got to meet and we kind of figure out what it was and they said just go home for the day you're off find out more later and uh yeah they were like all right it's done done with uh, what was your initial reaction? What was the reaction of some of your teammates? Uh, we were just kind of shocked. Um, we were, you know, we had the best season that we thought we would have. We lost some close games, but we were just shocked that it was just coming to an end. Uh, we were just ready to play, go down to San Antonio and play, then come back for the last home uh, home game in two weeks. So uh, it was just we were just all shocked, really. Still. How frustrating was it for some of the for some of the teammates you have who some guys getting a shot to play professional football? Uh, the league, the ratings were good. People were watching it. Yeah. People were excited about it a little bit. The, the fans. I know that attendance always needs a bump, and I think every sport's dealing with attendance issues, and you know that. But uh, yeah. there were still a lot of good things about the league. What were some of the other reactions with your teammates? It was a lot. It was great football all the way around. Uh, there really weren't that many blowouts. There's always all the games mm-hmm. were mostly close, um, but it was just everyone was just shocked. Um, I hate it for some guys that have been that got hurt. Um, I don't even know what their situation is right now. Um, if they get you know works, I don't I don't know. So I don't I don't really know on that. But um, it's just 
just a bad deal for everyone involved. Brandon Silvers, Memphis Express quarterback. Find him on Twitter at B underscore Silvers one. Uh, you got a couple of workouts uh, coming up this week. Uh, one with Jacksonville, one with the Jets, uh, one with the Vikings. What's what was the difference in in working out for NFL teams and then obviously working with an AAF team? Um, so I went to the Eagles. Come out of uh, come out of school. I went to the Eagles. Did rookie mini camp, and then I had a workout with the Browns uh, in August. But uh, it's just uh, it's kind of different. Um, really, for the AF, we just had a little quarterback camp. We just went there and met, met with every team for like the little speed dating deal. And then uh, we just went through the next day, and then I got drafted third for the other Memphis Express. So um, it was it was kind of different. It kind of did the same thing. I went to the Senior Bowl and did the same thing with a lot of teams. GMs and stuff like that. So it was kind of the same from senior ball and then that quarterback camp. What's the next week like for you then? Because you got the three workouts. What's the thing you're trying to show off to scouts? I'm just um, they know I, I can throw the ball around. I just want to get in there and let them know that I know the terminology, stuff that I've been taught, and uh, drop some good plays and just know that I'm you know good quarterback on and off the field. What's the main thing a quarterback has to show NFL scouts? Accuracy. I think it's accuracy. You got to be able to put the ball in tight holes, um, and have good leadership, good work ethic um, inside the offices, the meetings, stuff like that, and obviously on the field too. Brandon Silver's joining us on the show. Former Troy Trojans, Troy Trojans quarterback, uh, former Memphis Express quarterback. Uh, got some workouts for the NFL coming up. What was it like playing for Mike Singletary? It was awesome. Um, it's awesome just looking back saying I played for a Hall of Fame coach, um, Hall of Fame player. Um, he's just a great man. I have so much respect for that man, just for what he's done, you know, just to give me a chance to play football again. So it, I've always had respect for that guy. For How old are you now, Brandon? I'm 24. Is there is there an honest look at it where – you never know when you're going to play again. You never know if this is the end of the line or how much further is it. Is it something that you you think about every single day? Is it is it something that's a gift that you get to work out and do these type of things, or is there maybe some frustration you've been overlooked by a couple of teams? Uh, I guess you say both. Uh, I think I got overlooked last year in the draft, um, but you know it was a blessing to go and play like every day in San Antonio when we had training camp with the, with the Express. I thought it was a blessing. Um, just being able to go out and play football again and get paid for it too, so that's uh, another blessing. But uh, um, just being out there with the guys and being able to throw the ball around is just a blessing for me. Uh, there's been a lot of conspiracy theories, a lot of things like that that have been thrown about about how the league or why the league folded. Uh, what do you think? What? How, why do you think the league did fold? Um, I don't really know. I haven't got an answer yet. I saw on Twitter that we got this uh, I'm sorry tweet and uh you know, they, we need more us players need more than that um so no no class um that's just um we just need more than that and that's just uh, i'm sorry tweet for everything like we need more than that that's for sure were there players helping each other out to, to make sure that they were able to get home because we had heard some really bad horror stories over the last week about guys having to get flights uh guys having to find places to live was there anything like that yeah, so me and Christian Hackenberg had an Airbnb, so we had it till next weekend. And some and the guys had to be out 
by um, so we got we got told Tuesday it was done. They had to be out of the rooms by Wednesday morning. That's the latest at seven thirty. Some of my teammates got booked twenty five hundred dollars charged. Not just hey you owe this. Someone they went through their bank account. And they got charged twenty five hundred dollars for the room, oh, and it wasn't even supposed to be even that close to that. Were those rooms? The, I'm the sorry, you broke that the league was supposed to provide. So it got charged to the player. Yes. Oh my God. So I mean, the average. I know what the the salary cap was. What eighty thousand dollars for a player? It was seventy this year. Seventy thousand dollars next, and then a hundred the next year. Did everybody make seventy, or were there guys making less? No. Yeah, everybody the same. Um, but we only got we only got checked for eight weeks, and then we were supposed to get bonuses and incentives from uh, the league sales and all types of stuff like that. And I don't think we're seeing that at all. So. Brent. Brandon Silver's joining us on the show, former AAF quarterback. You're breaking up a little bit. Uh, I, I sympathize with you, Brandon. I sympathize with your teammates there. Uh, I, I, I got to ask a series of other questions. Have there been any lawyers that have reached out to you guys? Maybe you personally. Do you do you wait to see if there's any sort of legal action that can be taken? Um, yeah, I guess so. And, and later on, I'm just worried, worried about these three workouts right now. Um, that that. AF will get handled, and then we'll figure something out with that. But really, right now, I'm just worried about these workouts and getting ready for that. Is Canada a possibility for you? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I I got a chance to go up there last year, and I just kind of waited around. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm not sure with that. If if you make it through the workouts, you end up with one of the teams. You're going to go to camp. Uh, if the XFL, say the XFL, comes around next spring. Uh, is that a possibility for you, Brandon? Yeah, I would definitely love. I definitely love playing that league. Um, if I'm not with another team, so that's definitely a possibility. Brandon Silver is joining us on the show. I, I don't want to ask, but I have to. How was Johnny as a teammate? Johnny was great as a teammate. Um, that's my boy. And uh, just we were just with each other for three weeks, but he was a great teammate to me. He came in, wanted to learn everything. Um, didn't we didn't step on anybody's toes? Um, so we came in, bonded off the start, and um, it was it was awesome. See, you, see, I thought for a second you might have a problem answering questions because I'm sure everybody wanted to ask about him. You seem to like to talk about Johnny. Yeah, I, I'm, everyone's asking me about him, uh, so I'm kind of used to all the questions. I give y'all, I give y'all better, <laughs> I give y'all a better answer. I do everybody else. I say he's awesome. I just say he's good. I'm tired of, I get text messages all the time, so I just try to say he's good. But I give y'all a better answer. <laughs> Brandon Silver's with us on the show. Uh, if at all, because I hate to tell you, you're at a crossroads here with, with football, and it, it's yeah. not a game that people get to play forever. What's the backup plan? What, what's what's the future for Brandon Silver's if the if the career on the field doesn't continue? I have a few things. Um, this uh, my uncle's big pharmaceutical uh, salesman, so I can go do that afterwards. Um, my dad's well known back in Orange Beach where I'm from, so I could I could figure out something. But right now I'm just focused on football. With pharm- pharmaceutical sales? Yes. You know how much money you can make in pharmaceutical sales? Yep. Sure. Was do. there was there anybody telling you that maybe you should just do pharmaceutical sales instead of football? Uh no, nah, no. Nah. He said you could do that after football. So he's he's pushing me to play football like and then that's always gonna be there on the other end. Who was your favorite team growing up? I grew up watching the Saints. 
So you were a Saints I'm fan. A big Saints fan. Yep. Th- then does any of that matter anymore now? Then now that you're a pro. Um, I mean, I'm always pull. I'm a big Drew, Drew Brees fan, so I always pull for them. Um, especially the last two years, how they ended last two years. That's that's kind of hurt, but uh, yeah. You know, I always be a Saints fan, but you know, I'll, I'll be a fan of any team that wants to sign me. Brandon Silvers with us on the show. I'm going to be paying attention to the stories next week. We wish you well, Brandon. I hope you're able to pick it up with another football team, and if you do, I want to have you back on the show. Okay? Yes, sir. Thank you, Anytime. Brandon. Thank you very much, Brandon. So joining us on the show, eight five five two one two four CBS. I got something to say when we come back about that and about that young man and how tough it's been this last week because that was a horror story. What I heard about him and his and I and I know he broke up a little bit there. I hope people got to hear that about him and his teammates in the Airbnb. Eight five five two one two four CBS. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Got to be the best tag team in wrestling history. Got to be. I, I know people say the Midnight Express or the Rock and Roll Express or the Hardy Boys or Dudley Boys. There's a couple of great ones out there. It's got to be the best. Road Warriors got to be the best. Eight five five two one two four CBS WrestleMania coming up tomorrow. First time I'm going to get to watch it live since WrestleMania nine, and I was a kid at WrestleMania nine, so I didn't realize that historically it sucks. Even though that was the time my dad had to plead with me because I thought the Undertaker really died when Giant Gonzalez had to have him put on the gurney. I really thought, and I'm going, he's dead. My dad goes, Ken, no, this is real. No, this is real, buddy. It's okay. He ain't dead. It's okay, buddy. I said. And my dad goes, no, Kenny, this isn't real. The wrestling's not real. It's a show. And then all of a sudden, the Undertaker come running back. Who sees back for the dead? This is all real. And then the Undertaker won. And I don't know what's happened to Giant Gonzalez since. 855-2124-CBS. 855-2124-227. Just got a chance to talk to Brandon Silver, former AF quarterback. Uh, if you can't feel for that guy, I don't know if you have a soul. And I obviously hope that he makes it with another NFL team. I had to ask him the question because you're playing such a tough sport. And dreams are tough to follow. It's tough to do that. You, you, you have a dream where you do things maybe in the public eye. You do things like per, like athletics where you only have so much time to do those things. And it's un, with sports, it's unlike anything else. Like There's a lot of people. We all know somebody. Most of us know somebody. After high school or in college or after college, whatever, they moved out to L.A. And they wanted to be an actor. This was the time to do it. They moved out to L.A. They tried to do it. And for some, yeah, they might have been an actor. We've always heard those stories. And they're always tough right before they break. And most of them, yeah, they come back home and that's the end of it. They wanted to be an actor. They wanted to be a star, a stage and screen, be the next Johnny Carson, whatever it might be. And it just changes. Life changes. Life gets in the way. I never want to suppress dreams. Football, football's so different anymore. And we're seeing this more and more every day. The physical risks of football, everybody knows, are well documented by now. If you don't know, you've been living under a rock for the last 10 years. We know the physical risk of football. And then when you see something like this, and it's a scary thing because 
when you have Tom Dundon who goes out there and does what he does, where basically he bought the AAF because he won it from what we read, and I don't want to cast aspersions here, but from what it looks like, Tom Dundon, the owner of the uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, bought the AAF to be able to get the rights to the gambling app that allows you to gamble on the AAF while it goes. And then turns around and shutters the place. And he looks like the jerk. And he'll look like the jerk, and I'm sure he doesn't care about looking like the jerk. This is the scary thing about professional sports. There are owners out there who really, really care about winning, who really, really care about the the sanctity of people, who care about the sanctity of the relationship with people, and, and the public civil trust of what goes on with the team, with their entity. And then there are owners like that who they don't care. This is business. That's getting in the way. The insurance of the league, the upkeep of the league, they don't want to deal with it anymore. And just like what the one source had reported to Albert Breer and Ian Rappaport and a couple of other people, that he bought the gambling, and now he got rid of what was a major headache for him. And for a lot of us, it seems to be, yeah, it's probably the, I hate to admit, that's probably the prudent business move. But when you hear a guy like Brandon Silver is telling you stories where, on Tuesday, they find out that it's all closed, and on Wednesday, the money just went out of their accounts. It didn't even go out of the team's account for where they lived, which was supposed to be part of the deal, and that they got $70,000 contracts. They didn't get the entire $70,000 contracts. That sucks. There has to be some empathy for it. I'm not trying to start the GoFundMe. I'm not trying to do any of that. There has to be a part of you that has a soul that understands that that's tough. And when I bring in the physical aspects of football, the very little pay, the type of way that it is when you start out in football, when you start out and you're not in the NFL and you're not even in the CFL, it is very difficult for a guy like Brandon Silvers and other people to carry on a dream. I salute him for it. Because me, couldn't do it. And if he was my son, I would discourage him. I'll let my son play football. I don't want to turn it into one of those conversations. My son can get hurt doing everything. My my three, about to be three sons, they get hurt doing a lot of different things in life. If they want to play football, they can play football. I'm not going to stand in their way of playing football. And if you want to stand in the way of playing football, that's fine. That's you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about you as a parent. But there might be a day if one of us are looking at this where you as a dad or a mother or me as a dad and my wife look at a son and maybe a son wants to still play. It, that sport in particular, basketball is a little different. Baseball is different. But in football, the physical toll that it takes, are you chasing a dream that can be attained? Or are you investing in yourself should you be investing in yourself? Yeah, I knew guys who played D3 college football and they had fun, but they still played college football and they still paid for their college education. And they came out with nothing, and they went to schools. I knew guys who went to schools basically, or to play, not basically, to play D3 football. Why? I don't know. Dreams are dreams because we don't understand dreams. Other people don't understand those dreams. I don't understand Brandon Silver's dream. The first thing that came to my mind was security. I think differently at, at, at 32 than what Brandon Silver's thinks at what he say he was 24. I think differently at, at 32 than what Brandon Silver's thinks at his age. I don't think he's married. I don't think he has kids. I would think differently if I was him. Now I look at it and I go, man, pharmaceutical sales, you know how much money you can make? I said that to him. You know how much money you can make in pharmaceutical sales? 
Oh, buddy, you'd be taken care of for a long time. Oh, my God. He wants to play football. He has a dream to play football, and he will continue to use that up as long as he possibly can and use up the opportunities to play football. And while it might seem, in a lot of cases, not the right move, and yeah, I sit down and I break down sports all day long, right, wrong, what have you, I think I respect that even more. That's a guy, when the day is done, and the day will come at some point, when the day is done and he won't play football again, he can at least look back and know he's done everything he could to carry out his dream. So many of us are afraid. So many of us look back. Maybe we get a divorce. Maybe something happens in our life. We look back. We try to go back and do something that we dreamed about, and, and it just didn't. We, we, we got Life got in the way. Another opportunity got in the way. We just didn't, didn't do it. We didn't take advantage of it. And then someone dies. Something happens in our life. We lose our current job. We get a divorce. Something happens, and we try to go back to it. And for sports, it's not there. It's not physically there. But for a guy like him, other guys in the AAF, other guys who are right now waiting at home, looking at their phone, checking their phone, seeing if their agent is giving them a call, a text, anything like that. Even a guy like Trent Richardson, who's drafted third overall, who's been to the CFL and back to the AAF. Even that, I hey, I, I can respect it. Because once it's over, it's over. And the other parts of life have to kick in. But if there's any way that you can try to attain the dream, you go ahead and do it. Dreams are a very sketchy thing, and they're usually called dreams because other people can't understand them. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up next, just when I thought I had it all down, just when I thought I knew it all. Damn, I didn't even think of that. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Final Segment of the day, Billy Jack. Keep it going, baby! Turn it up! It's the sexy boy. Sexy boy! I'm not your boy, Tor. The best was when he would come out for WrestleMania. And I've I've watched since. Obviously, I haven't seen a lot live. And you're the ding, 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 ding. And all the, all the fireworks would go off. And here, Jim Ross, here he comes, a superstar of our business, the six-time world's heavyweight champion, Shawn Michaels, who will try to take on The Undertaker and try to beat the streak. Tom, how was the Jim Ross? Was it good? Blew me away. Where has that been hiding? (laughs) It was top-notch. We got to incorporate that. Come on, Ken. Oh man, you've been you've been hiding that from me. Sorry, I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean to hold back on it. And business about to pick up here, King. As Shawn Michaels makes his way to the ring, he'll be taking on Goldust. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's great. You could fool me. You could you could honestly do a radio hit as Jr. <laughs> I love Jr. man. I love Jr. We've had him in studio. He's a big ba- – well, he's buddies with Baker Mayfield. I love Jim oh, Ross. That's right, and he's a big Kyler uh, proponent as well. Oh, God. I, I, Jim Ross is one of my – well, he's an Oklahoma guy. I mean, what are you going to do? Um, we, I got a tweet earlier. Oh, I don't want to get it right. Newman got me. He said he thought that Vince and Jesse were the best uh, wrestling announcing team ever which I think they were good, 
Now, any time that I, I didn't like it later on because when Shawn Michaels would make his entrance, Vince would be all over the top. Like when he came in on the on the zip line. Ah, oh, Shawn Michaels, look at that! That's the way he was. Uh, I Jim Ross. Man, Jim Ross is, I love Jim Ross. I love JR. As a dude, uh, as a broadcaster, he's the voice of my generation. However, don't anybody tell him this, please. Gorilla Monsoon and probably Gorilla and Jesse, then Gorilla and Bobby. Probably, no, Gorilla and Bobby and then Gorilla and Jesse are my favorite. And then Jim Ross and the King. I mean, that's the way that's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Let me get to Evan in Lima, Ohio. Evan, you're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Well, Ken. <laughs> yes, you Evan. Tell who I agree with you on is the best tag team ever. I missed, by the way, I missed, someone brought it to my attention. Harlem Heat's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame today, and I forgot. And they're one of the greatest tag teams ever. I apologize. Go ahead, Evan. Well, yes, they were. But nobody could come in and wreck the world like Mike Hegstrand and James Laranitis. Woo! Hey. What? Yeah. I just wanted to comment on what you were talking about also. I'm a big LOD fan, obviously. Legion of Doom. They they would come in and wreck everything, brother. It was was a great time. I loved them. (laughs) Yes, it was. Yes, it was. What else? What else? <laughs> also, on the AAF, I, that's totally bogus, man. I agree. Like, you play for smiles and cries, I guess. Like you said, why guys have a dream. I'm 34 years old with a broken hip last September, and I still oh want to play God. ball. But you know oh, what? my God. Poor Evan. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. They said I wasn't 18 no more. I said, well. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm about not. your hip. I am sorry about your hip. The way you tell the story is hilarious, Evan, but I am sorry about your hip. I do feel bad. It's feeling better, but like I said, I don't know if I could go out there even like semi-pro or something. There's a couple leagues in my town and a couple teams. For football, football, if you want to go play, you go ahead and play. But I'll tell you this, (laughs) I miss it, but my wife has other other ideas about it. Evan, so. Evan, I, I got to let you go, and I thank you very much for the call. Thank you for making it, my friend. If you want to go and play and your wife will allow you, then God bless you, you go ahead and play. But I got buddies who play that stuff, and I just don't understand why they do. I don't understand. They play it on the Saturdays. I got a buddy named Lavelle who plays. You can see porta potties visibly in the background playing tackle, full pad football. I'm going, why? It doesn't make any sense. Can't you do anything else? You can't go join a flag league? I don't know why I wanted to sound like t- wildfire Tommy. Someone say something about fired up? I don't know why I needed to say it like that. I just don't understand why you do it. I don't get it. And so if you're chasing a dream, it's not just football. I get guys who send me emails, and it's a, it's flattering. I get guys who send me, hey, I want to be a sports talk radio show host. How do I do it? And I go, you do it. You try to do it. Make sure you have some sort of a backup plan. I do not agree with some people who say, don't have a backup plan because then you want to do it. No, have something. But if you want to do it, go ahead and do it because you're only going to get so much time you can do it. 
Go ahead and try. It's the same thing as acting. Some of us end up, they end up the next Tom Cruise. Some of them end up in the valley. It, it all depends. But if you got a dream, go ahead and dream it, brother. Go ahead and do it. You only got so many time, so much time. And so for Brandon Silvers, I'm serious. I'll follow along throughout this week. Hopefully he'll get picked up. And hopefully we can talk to him before training camp starts. I would love to have a chance to talk to Brandon Silvers. I, and just as an analyst, no, I don't think it's going to work out. I, I think that he'll probably end up doing something else in life. But I know that he can look himself in the mirror at the end of it all and say that he tried his damnedest. And that's really all that matters. He's a young man. The world is his oyster. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Now I just wanted to do Jim Ross impressions for the rest of the show. You see what you do to me, Tom? I think I'd bring out the best in you. Yeah, but I'm not just uh, sitting here. Well, I, I am a clown for people's amusement, but you understand. <laughs> I have a serious point I want to get to, and I can't do it because now I just want to talk in Jim Ross voice for the rest of the show. Is that really a me problem, or is that yeah, more I of think a it's, KC it's more, problem? Yeah, it's more of a my problem. Well, still, you can go over there. You and I haven't gotten along just because of what I said about the Patriots earlier, which is true. I want them to be the greatest dynasty ever, and I want them to continue that dynasty. However, yes, no, you know what? It's amazing is that... There's times where I want to do Jim Ross impressions the entire show, and then there's times where I really think I got it figured out, man. I'm 32 years old, got my third kid on the way. I try to be respectful, try to do the right thing. I'm a taxpaying citizen, the whole thing. And boy, when we make arguments on the radio, and this is scary, and I understand, I'm but a clown for your amusement. I'm not a journalist. I'm not a guy who takes myself that seriously, obviously. I'm just here for you to help you pass that time. And I try to remember that. But we get lost in it at times because we find ourselves something to argue about, and we hold on to it, and we argue it, and we love that we're right about it when it's all over. And then we think we're right about everything in life. We think we're right about that. We think we're right about life. We think we're right about sports. We think we're right about politics. We think we're right about everything. We think we got to figure it out. And just when you think you got to figure it out, that's when you're in trouble. And there's times where you have to make sure your mind is a sponge and you have to make sure your mind is open. Because if it's closed, you're going to say something you regret, you're not going to be able to move with the times, and you'll become a shell of yourself. That's in sports, that's in life, and I think with some hosts out there that people like to make fun of, that's certainly the same with sports talk radio. God, I hope that day doesn't come for me. It very may very well might, but I seriously fear that more than anything else. And so earlier this week... I was paying attention to a press conference, happened to stumble upon it, and I'm glad I did. Because Muffet McGraw, who is the coach at Notre Dame of their women's team and is a fine coach and has won multiple national championships, had this to say about equality. Hit it, Tom. All these millions of girls that play sports across the country, they could come out every day, and we're teaching them great things about life skills, but wouldn't it be great if we could teach them to watch how women lead. This is a path for you to take to get to the point where in this country we have 50% of women in power. We have less, less now, right now less than 5% of women are CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. So yes, when you look at men's basketball and 99% of the jobs go to men, why shouldn't 100 or 99% of the jobs in women's basketball go to women? Maybe it's because we only have 10% women athletic directors in Division One, People hire people who look like them, and that's the problem. 
I want to thank Muffet McGraw for saying that. Not because I'm sitting here going to be a champion to equality with women's rights or anything like that. I, I'm not the person for it. I could do it if you really wanted me to, but I don't think I'm the right person suited for it. And I, at one point in my life, was one of those people who made fun of women's athletics and college basketball as well. And I'm ashamed to do it, but I was a young man then, and obviously things have changed. I thank Muffet McGraw for saying that because it shocked me. And then it made me think about myself. It made me think about life. It made me think about where we're at as a society. Because at first, you go through a series of emotions. And when you're asked to make a snap judgment, it's tough. Because then when you hear the other side, if you actually open up your mind to hear the other side, you you can understand something. You can understand where the other person comes from. When it comes to Muffet McGraw... One of the thoughts that penetrate my mind is that, oh, God, here we go with this stuff, the equality, the things like that. You know what? You're just not men's basketball. You're not big-time college basketball. It's the way it goes. And then I actually go and and think about what it is. It's competitive. It's tough. The recruiting in women's basketball, I think, is even way more important than what you find in men's basketball. But don't even break it down to basketball. Break it down to life, the way that Muffet was talking about. This is a woman who started being a head coach with Lehigh in 1982. 1982. This is before I was born. She was a head coach in women's college basketball in 1982. What life was like for a women's college basketball coach in 1982. Muffet McGraw has seen some things and some stuff, man. She has seen sexism firsthand. She has seen the lack of equality firsthand. She has had to stand in with athletic directors and fight for her program, fight for money for her program, fight for things that she believes is right and just for her program and right and just for the players that she guides. She's had those arguments. I haven't. I'm glad she said that. I'm glad I heard it. Because if I didn't hear it, I'm afraid that even if there's parts of it I don't agree with, which there was very little I didn't agree with there, I don't think anything of it, but it was such a profound thing to hear that it continues to keep your mind open and understand that there's going to be other sides, and this is a person who's coaching in 2019. Things will be different for a coach in 2019 and moving forward because of women like Muffin McGraw, because of women like Pat Summit, because of that. Maybe it will become bigger. Maybe it'll stay the same. Maybe basketball, the women's basketball of it, will be better. All the other sports, they have evolved. The athletes, bigger, faster, stronger, better. Women are still behind because of that, because it started later. It's natural. But for what she did and for what she talks about is a very big issue in society. I brought this up in the same vein, not in the same vein, but... In a stronger sense with a guy like Joe Paterno and why you can't leave a coach like that in charge for so long. There becomes a style of thinking that is different in our society. And when you are asked to reach people at an advanced age, like I just talk about here when I'm doing this, if I lose a connection with society, I've lost you. When you lose a connection with society, especially with young people, you lose your fan base and you lose your players. There were things that were not talked about in the 1960s and 70s that are talked about now that we openly discuss now, that we openly know are wrong and we go after now that we never did, and especially when we were talking about the Joe Paterno part of it. There were things that we knew were wrong, things that we knew, but we didn't want to talk about them. 
Now we hold each other accountable. Now we think we see things differently. And even when it comes to something like equality, we see things differently. It's not about snowflakes. It's not about belly aching. It's not about not being ups- being upset because you damn millennials, you just want everything handed to you. This is a woman who in 1982 went out and earned a head coaching job and has obviously been fighting for longer than I've been born and telling you this is where it's come to. And I'm glad she told me because I didn't realize that part of it. And when I don't realize those parts of those things, it scares me and it should scare us all. Because the only way we're going to get forward, not just because of women's college basketball, but the only way that you, I, everybody move forward is to have the open mind to it. So what Muffin McGraw talks about with women's college basketball and the opportunity for women in women's college basketball is absolutely 100% true, but it turns into something that's so much bigger. Not just about women for women's sake, not just about equality for equality's sake, but opening up the doors opening up the mind and seeing where life is. Sometimes opening up the mind proves your point, proves that the other side might be wrong. But it can also prove to you that if I don't have my head in my ass, I could see the other side too. And to see just from a women's college basketball perspective, I'm glad I went through my experiences and understood that there was hard work and dedication to it. And there was an obsession with it. And I can understand that if it happened in women's college basketball when I saw it and when I hear Muffet McGraw talk about it, I understand that it's in that other walk of life as well. And so when I hear these words and when I hear the passion behind those words and the honesty, I salute that. So for Muffet McGraw, while some people might have heard it differently, you open up the doors to perception, you understand from 1982 to 2019 is a long time, generationally long. The change that happened saluted, but still a lot of work to be done. Good luck to her. Good luck to you as you mosey on throughout the rest of this weekend and next week. Big thanks to Chris, Darwin, Peter, Billy Jack. Glad to have Peter back, by the way. Tommy D doing his best. We hope Tommy's feeling better soon. Andy Gresh is up next. I'm Ken Carmen. Have a wonderful weekend, my friends. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.